Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Geekhead Radio. This is one of your three hosts, Preacher23, also known as Geekhead Aaron. Aaron, whatever the hell you want to call me. Um, and this is your one-stop podcast for half-assed geek news across the nation. I think it's time for my two go, my go hosts to go for it. <laughs> Boo! Hey guys, this is Perrin. We are once again coming to you live because the internet is cooperating today. Finally! Yay! Only took all weekend. <laughs> yeah. And this is Courtney. Glad to be with you. Yeah, we just struggled. And struggled. The the elder gods were still pissed off that we didn't allow Courtney to have the poster. Um, yes. See, that's all I'm telling you. This is going to happen until I get a poster. Okay. We'll we'll talk to Joe. We'll talk me to and, Joe Corona. Me and Dagon. We're like this. <laughs> ah, I should have known you to be one of the esoteric types. Mm. But uh, Clayton, you had a bunch of uh, construction workers decide to sever your fiber optics line outside of your house, correct? Yes, uh, the, the, the giant hole in the ground that says, do not dig here, they must have taken it in reverse and dug there. It was a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> but they cut ours and left, left everybody else in the neighborhood uh, to uh, enjoy their internet and their TV for the weekend. So we got some good reading done. So There you go. I saw that you, you got, some, um, got some Dresden files. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that you purchased anything written by Orson Scott Card, but... You know, I mean, I guess he's already gotten his money off of that book. You bought it used. Oh, yeah, it's all half price. We don't buy uh, brand new <laughs> books anymore. There you go. So you can look at it kind of like sticking it to him. Ha, huh, I'm reading your book uh, and you didn't get anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way that I'll see Ender's Game, even though it's released on mm. Friday. We're on October 28th. We've desperate to make sure that we got this podcast in before Halloween because it seems rather silly. To uh, have a Halloween episode in November, Simpsons. But, you know, we've got a lot of really cool uh, news to share tonight, and uh, you guys are going to try to teach me why I should enjoy horror movies. Yes. If I was prepared for this to be a psychological reason why you need to watch horror movies, then that would be in the show notes. But you threw this on us (laughs) during sound check that, I don't really like horror movies. Can't you just throw something together off the cuff? What kind of a psychologist are you? Come on. <laughs> no, I could, I, could, I could fake it. Could fake yeah. It. Don't let everyone know what I do for a living. Then they'll suddenly start looking me under the lens like I'm supposed to be professional or something. Just, well, just bend your head down and the reflection will blind them. Hey, you gotta love it. We're live. Um... I've gotten lazy about the drinking uh, songs of the show, so listeners, send me some. I know that there's at least 50 of you. You're staying steady, so we're not losing any listeners. We're just not getting any. 
come enjoy. We, we're, we're doing this live. Ask us questions. Make comments. We want to interact with you guys. We actually like you. Yes, and um, unlike last episode when we actually had somebody come in and ask uh, how they could remove a hamster that was shoved up in their <laughs> nether, nether regions. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> you're more than welcome to join in on the conversation, especially now that we are doing the Google Plus Hangout. And we might you, ignore you if you ask a question like that. But yes, I'm sure you have pertinent ones. Too. <laughs> uh, we don't have any viewers up and going yet, but we are off of our schedule. Granted, it's Monday night, and we are up against our brother podcast, the Order of Sixty Six podcast. Um, so we tip our hats and hope that. Uh, some of our viewers who normally enjoy both podcasts so either catch this uh, downloaded live. Uh, excuse me. Not downloaded live. That doesn't make sense. Uh, downloaded MP3 form from geekheadradio.com uh, or even on YouTube as these episodes are now being uploaded. So, um, yeah. Why don't Much you subscribe to, to us? Much to your chagrin. And you can finally see the gorgeous blonde that is Courtney. No. no. I just rushed in from teaching a class. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I've mentioned some of the ways that they can contact us. Uh, Clayton, how else can they contact us? So if you are already watching us, you already figured out Google+. Plus. Good for you. Aces. Uh, you can... Uh, Yes. <laughs> you can uh, jump over to Facebook and like us, uh, Geekhead Radio. Really easy to find. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, at Geekhead Clayton, Aaron, and Court. And if you want to send us some emails, you can send us to all of us, geekheadradio at gmail.com. Or if you want to send a private note to Aaron telling him how gorgeous that bald head is, yes! you can do that as... <laughs> Shiny. <laughs> Shiny. At Aaron at com or something. If you want to ask about belly dancing, you can talk to Courtney at Courtney at radio.com or if you just want to make fun of me as I ramble, Clayton at com. That's too easy. That's like That's shooting That's fish like in a barrel now. That's all, all I can say. Yeah. All right. Drink. Um, hey, drink of the show. Like I said, I don't have a song for it, but um, I think we should commemorate this because um, I have this available. And I think that, that now that Courtney is actually consuming alcohol, we should give her this. It's Halloween. <laughs> All right. Things are crazy. <laughs> so, Courtney, what are you consuming? Now, for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, um, you have to see this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, normally I am the Geekhead Radio designated driver, but it's Halloween. It's uh, Things are wild. Things are crazy. I am drinking a Reaper Cabernet Sauvignon in honor of the season. This Ooh. is just the awesomest bottle ever. I, that is totally yeah, bitching. I bought it just for the bottle. Yes, and it's actually a damn fine wine. So <gasps> Okay, well, I know what to go pick up at the liquor store on the way over to our socializing yep. events for our night. There you go. Clayton, what do you got tonight? I am consuming a 18-year-old single malt scotch from Islay, Scotland. And uh, why am I the one that purchased the soundboard, if you can afford that shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I get it I on kid, I kid. sale for half price. <laughs> <laughs> He got it on eBay well, used. 
<laughs> Used I booze. wonder about half price whiskey. <laughs> uh, well, it's gonna it's gonna make me drunk, so that, that it's gonna do its job anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I was desperate, absolutely desperate, to try the Hobgoblin Dark English Ale um, that was at the liquor store that I stumbled across the packaging for, and alas, they didn't have any in stock. Probably because it was on sale. However, so today I am consuming a Newcastle Black Ale dubbed Cabby. It is limited edition and it's okay. I generally like uh, Newcastle. It's not bad. Newcastle uh, does pretty good standard beer. They're not going to blow your socks off, but. uh... I found myself to become quite partial to the English style ales and porters. Um, It's just. I, I guess I finally have developed a preference. Yay! Yeah, that's what it is. So, um, we, sadly for some, merrily for others, my God. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's Crazy oh. Hat Day, part two. I, I should have worn my steampunk goggles then. Uh. <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all games with crazy hats yesterday. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm terrified at that. Um, <laughs> Kyle was wearing the tiara. He looked very dashing. Yeah, he, did, he did not put on the tiara. <laughs> he was the, he was the lone holdout. Oh, Mr. No, Courtney. No He's such no a hat. curmudgeon. <laughs> He's our curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> um... Anyway, as I was trying to say, I was <laughs> that that epic pause was for me to try and remember what the fuck was I talking about. Um, we now have had both winners of the Joe Caroni Slave Princess posters. Contact us, and so I'm. I will be mailing those out sometime around October thirty first. Not on that Yay, date, but winners. right shortly. Um, so I'll be mailing those to you. Look for a tube. In the post. So, I know one's going to North Dakota and one's going to Texas. So, uh, congratulations to you two. Um, ben Erickson, you're the only one I remember off the top of my head. Clayton? Chris Lohman was the other winner. Thank you kindly. Um, so, that fun contest is done and over with. My God, this is a carbonated beer. And I think we should make an announcement for our next episode. We're still trying to finalize um, exactly what date... We're shooting for November 10th. We're just trying to make sure that it all happens. But since our next uh, our next guest uh, is in London, um, we're going to have to have a Geekhead Radio episode sometime around 2 p.m. on a Sunday. And so that, of course, logistically makes things difficult. But we will have the one, the only, the gorgeous Natalie Cox, also known as Juno Eclipse. Also, I think she was Artemis. Was she Artemis in uh, Clash of the Titans? I think so. Yes. Um, I did not see that version. Um, I've only (laughs) seen the Medusa scene. Uh, So, yeah, she's she's a wonderful woman, and uh, if she follows through with my recommendation, she will be Gem of Gem and the Holograms for Halloween this year. So hopefully we can talk to her about how that went. Poor woman. That's... That's why you got that song stuck in my head. You took advantage of her, of her being a little brain dead of doing a half marathon. 
Hey, I just played. I popped that up, and I just teased her and said, "You just need to tease your hair, and you could do it." And she found a picture, and she said, "I have just found my Halloween costume, so I'm going to hold her to it." But anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. She definitely likes what she does, and I think she's going to have a uh, a lot of fun to share with us. Yes, awesome. she's she's going to talk. Um, you know about force unleashed one and two uh and her role in that and if her nda has been lifted she will be able to hopefully talk about her new project so that'll be very interesting especially if you're a tech geek and you're interested on how uh to to know a little bit more of the intricate details of uh motion capture she's and how that technology works with uh, video games these days, uh, she she's one to talk to. So it'll be fun. Cool. Well, stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned. Um, we kind of skipped skewed news this week, didn't we? Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot uh, techie-wise that was really interesting. I mean, Apple released some more stuff, but there wasn't yeah. anything ground-shaking. Ooh, iPhone was, that's got a different color shell. We've been able to do that thanks to the corner cell phone accessory shop that's got your pirated iPhone supplies for quite some time. Try something new. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how Mavericks is when I get around to upgrading, but I'm always afraid it's going to break my Adobe software, so I wait. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, uh, no skewed news means we have much more to talk about in digital projection. Oh, yes. So let's jump into digital projection just now. No drop. I have my drops for later. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, the, the, this the first story is is really interesting to me, considering how old the actor is now. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thought of Bruce Campbell coming back to reprise his role as Ash in. Uh, Army of Darkness 2 is kind of both cool and creepy considering the dude is all what he's like in his late 60s now uh, something like that um, but can... if they work that in that could be freaking awesome yeah I mean we're let's see Bruce Campbell <laughs> Bruce let's see Campbell. yeah his well no he's not quite 60 he's uh, his birthday is June 22nd 1958 so I mean, he, he's in his upper 50s. But um, I find it more interesting, too, that they're finally moving ahead with Army of Darkness 2 um, after their remake of Evil Dead did so well. I'm really confused because uh, Fede Alvarez, and who was the director of the 2013 Evil Dead, which was a amazingly fun, gory movie, um, he announced it that... Um, that there is going to be Army of Darkness 2 and that Sam Raimi will be directing. And uh, Bruce Campbell, of course, has said that too. So um, you never know. Things can get in the way. So is this the first documented case of a reboot and an original going almost simultaneously? Yeah. Is that like like crossing the streams? It may even get more (laughs) complicated because at the end of credit scenes of the 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 remake of Evil Dead, um, it's nothing more than a throwaway scene. But you know, you've got your your canon Nazis out there who uh, are going to say that Ash is part of that universe too. 
because he pops up and just goes groovy and that's it and good enough for me and bruce campbell collected three thousand dollars and i would be totally cool with him getting more for that because it's bruce campbell he has way too much fun with what he does and more actors really need to i mean really embrace and enjoy their work Totally agree with you there. So, um, I think Bruce Campbell's kind of taken on. He's taken one out of the 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 book of William Shatner and just uh, appreciate what people love you for and um, just go with it. Don't take yourself too seriously. So, moving along, there was another little bit of news that popped up that may be earth shattering or may just be nothing. Um, it depends on your view of how much you love the Ewoks. Yes. Uh, originally, when uh, Disney took over and we started getting little tidbits of who was writing and who was directing, uh, the first two names that came to the top were Lawrence Kasdan and Michael Arndt, who are both uh, well-known in the the Lucasverse as far as writing some of his... Uh, uh, most dear and beloved movies. At least Kasdan. And, yes. Um, and originally Art was uh, tapped to take seven while Kasdan was going to work on the independent movies. Uh, but, obvious, uh, but it seems that there's been a falling out between uh, the vision that Art had for seven and J.J. Abrams. So he uh, has... Uh, been replaced by Lawrence Kasdan, who most people will know for Raiders of the Lost Ark and Empire Strikes Back. Um, he co-wrote Empire because of the original screenwriter sadly passing away unexpectedly and just pretty much cleaned up that script. But he primarily was the one who wrote Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So we definitely have uh, somebody who is deep into the Lucas lore as Arndt was, so we don't have to worry about uh, Kajik being swallowed by a, well, hopefully being swallowed by a black hole generated thing. But <laughs> Where the hell are you going with this? Oh, you don't Star Trek! Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I had a moment. I had a moment. The Red Matter. Oh. Yes. Yeah. We're not going to be rebo- we're not going to be rebooting Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have so I haven't even still haven't seen the second one and I have so many opinions on the first. <laughs> I just I was kind of glad it wasn't a re- that yes, Star Wars was not going to be a reboot. I was thinking about that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, once again, Damon Lindoff, it, I I'm starting to think the man is actually incredibly brilliant because he can somehow sell pieces of shit and get people hooked. So, obviously, I'm the moron for not buying into his intelligence, but at least he's not I, touching it. I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna confess. I am the only other person besides Damon Lindoff that liked the end of Lost. So you know, I can't can't say much. <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> Me. You might, I'm it. You might as well just have said that Jar Jar is your favorite Star Wars character. No, no, Jar Jar sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, it's an interesting little bit of news. I don't think it's... Uh, it really didn't shatter the internet. It kind of just passed like a wind. Um, these type of things happen all the time. 
Um, and who knows? It may have been a disagreement about how drunk Han Solo should be. Um, and and the creative differences that came from that. So, okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's in good hands. I Kasdan's going to steer us right. We're going to get a good movie out of it. Lucas isn't writing dialogue. That's all I really <laughs> care about. Yay! He's better when it comes That's... to bullet points. Yeah. All right. Now this next bit, uh, 15 horror stories that offer more bang for the buck. I didn't put this here. Now, this, this is my, uh, my little contribution to the evening. This is just what I found very interesting, because this is basically looking at 15 movies that are in the horror genre that have come out since 2009 that had very small budgets and made just a stupid amount of money. Ooh, let's see how many of these I saw. Probably not as many as I would like. Yeah. So, well, we already talked about Evil Dead. Uh, it was its budget was seventeen, and it brought in almost a hundred million dollars. So, wow. really good payback on that. Um, I mean, we see the the Paranormal Activities series. I mean, the whole series was made for less than thirty. And let's see. Yeah, it's made it's made over half a billion dollars. Wow. That's pretty amazing. I have not seen the most recent paranormal activity, um, but I do know that it is available on Netflix, so um I know my wife will want to see it. I I think I may have admitted this before, but I've found myself to become more of the I I enjoy the found footage horror movies more than I like anything else because I have to rely on tension build up more than um, just cheap scares. They're in there, but um, as much as I thought that uh, Blair Witch uh, Project was uh, kind of a lame excuse in the end, um, I have to admit, I, I, I really did... I really dug the, the build-up, so... Here I'm going to pull it. Here I'm I'm going to I'm going to pull out some. I sense that you you desire a lot of closure in your stories. Me? No, not so much. I would just more like... more so than than some provide. <laughs> well, standing in the corner and screaming Josh is not closure in any capacity. No, I would have not. gone for a blurred something attacked. Even if I never saw that something, I would believe it. But yeah, mm, that was incredibly. Okay. Anyway, since then, I. Some people have really done some amazing stuff with the found footage stuff. But, anyway. So, I, I think this... Uh, we were talking to a neighbor earlier tonight and just completely amazed at how little money can go into this this specific genre and just how it's almost an addiction. And people just go to it uh, like a moth to a flame. Yeah, look at the the Devil Inside had a one million dollar budget and made one hundred and one point four million. That is crazy. I don't even know what that movie was. Um, th- wasn't that the one that ended up well? With the devil being I'm inside. I'm not gonna give it away. Yes, with the devil. Yes, <laughs> devil. Was that uh, the one with the nuns? I don't know if there was. I'm the sure that narrows. Oh it. Was yeah, I actually think was... I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, see, with there's the, a pregnant woman I, involved. I'm not. I've gonna, seen the pictures. I've heard the end. I think I'm not going to give it away, but that now, the, that was cheap. <laughs> the Conjuring, I'm somewhat interested in, but I I um, heard about Insidious, and after I watched about 
Oh, 85% of Insidious and just gave up on it. I could not I could not suck it up and finish that movie. Um, granted, there were some technical difficulties that were coming through with whatever f- feed that um, uh, fear.net was, was... I don't know what happened. Anyway, it just was... It was completely unwatchable, and I just was irritated by it by the end. And so... Mm. Um, Conjuring, same d- director, kind of interested in it, but at the same time... I don't know. I mean, most most of the stuff doesn't really look all that interesting. I sadly haven't seen most of these. I because these are all after my. I decided that theaters are painful. Oh, I don't go to theaters anymore for horror movies. And that and that most movies are painful. So I actually sadly haven't seen many of these. <laughs> well, now you have a list of things to uh, get on uh, Netflix or some other streaming media. But we will talk about better movies worth your time, even for little wusses like Clayton who use who use excuses to say, I'm a skirt of the dark. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, (laughs) let's dive into some of the uh, stuff that Courtney wants to talk about. Yeah. Speaking speaking of things that the ideas are just frightening, um, did you did you see the, the the reports this week that they are looking at doing a Charmed reboot? It is, ended six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, obviously I, we need a Charmed reboot, but I thought it would be good to bring up in honor of the season. I think this yeah. is because like American Horror Story, The Coven is mm-hmm. out and then there's some other lifetime original witch show so i think witches are yeah. big right now and so they're like oh let's 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 do charm that was about witches that'll be a good idea we'll get on the bat wagon because the zombies are no longer the end thing it's all going to be witches uh, come up with some new ideas people anything or, yeah i i'm waiting i'm waiting for the loch ness monster to finally have its moment the in the sun day. Yes, or Bigfoot. We need more Sasquatch movies. Uh, they do do Sasquatch Day on the Sci-Fi Channel every once in a while. Oh, Snow God. Beast is entertaining as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, it, um, I, I never watched Charmed, and all I can just remember is Brenda from Nine O Two One O being in it, and um, so was Who's the Boss Girl? Yes, yeah, she was Alyssa on it the Milano. whole time. Um, yeah. Uh, Oh, gee, Shannon Doherty wasn't uh, the whole time. She was on a couple seasons and then, mm. you know, left. I, that's what she does. It didn't. It didn't jump out to me, but um, you know, I'm sure. I, th- I think. I think Shannon Doherty. Actually, no. I think it was uh, Alyssa Milano came out and said, "What the hell are you doing? That's that's the worst idea possible to reboot this." <laughs> well, you know, I don't. I certainly. Once again, it makes me wonder how stupid do they think we are? You know, it. This was not that long ago. Do they think we've forgotten that we have the the memory of of a goldfish, ADD weasels? What? What? Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, oh, hey, it's it's complete fear, and they uh, they're completely risk intolerant. Yeah. Uh, well, except how many of these actually work? I read uh, it, I read well, another. I don't think any of them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many successful reboots are there really? Star Trek. Evil Dead. Yeah. That apparently made uh, a lot of money. Um, being human. Well, I guess well, that's more that's, of a spin-off re- reboot. Yeah, 
I don't necessarily consider taking. There's a fine tradition of taking foreign TV and and making it American, and making an American or Canadian version. I don't necessarily have as that. I don't consider that a reboot. But I, th- I think the yeah. American being human is far superior to the British one. I'm sorry. I think I've just lost Courtney sure as a co-host. <laughs> although, yeah, although the although the hot dwarf in the Hobbit was the vampire in the British one too, so you know, I'm I'm cool. Either one. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of ADHD, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I did. I do not understand the need the need for all these reboots, especially so quickly. I said soon we're going to have reboots and originals going on at the same time. We're, we're already looking at that. It's out of control, people. Stop the madness, please. So let's talk about a reboot that needs to happen and needs to Maybe. happen now because well, the, enough of the the original players involved are. In, are the original players are involved that and and I'm sorry the source material has been corrupted by direct to DVD movies. Right. I brought this. I I wanted to talk about this one because we have the we have the reboot that shouldn't happen and the reboot that I'm willing to perhaps give give a chance to. Yes, they're talking about rebooting Hellraiser with Doug Bradley as Pinhead yes, again. Yes, with the original Pinhead with Clive Barker still working on it. He said it has to have it has to have Doug Bradley. So. I think that could be good. I'm willing to give that the benefit of the doubt. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna play an audible here. Um, I, if you could find it easily, this is the problem. I I think one movie that deserves a real reboot is Nightbreed. Does anyone I've remember that movie? It. I've heard of it. I it was should, but... it was a Clive Barker, a completely original. It was based mm-hmm. off of his story Cabal. Um, it was about a bunch of creatures called the the Nightbreed that um, were once human that that um, become horrid, twisted creatures and then um, come back to a community and protect it against the horrible monsters that are humanity, who are trying to kill them because they're different. And um, really, really solid piece. Um, Unfortunately, it it didn't really get the justice it needed. Um, uh, the studios really got involved and screwed over Clive Barker because he directed it um, and just kind of tainted it. But the movie itself has an amazing cult following, and there are people that have been piecing together found footage of the movie um, and attempting to create the director's um, vision as best as they can, but um, the film stock is so long gone. Um, I have, I have yet, I know it's out there, but I haven't easily found it accessible to find it on Blu-ray or DVD or anything because it's, it's something that would work so amazingly well in this day and age. Um, I think that that, I think obscure properties being rebooted are better than large properties being rebooted. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, obviously, people uh, thought it was a solid piece because it uh, was na- uh, nominated for multiple Saturns. Um, it won a couple uh, overseas uh, fantasy film awards. So, I mean, obviously, even though it might have faded, it's something that needs to be brought back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
But you know, I mean, I th- I think uh, if if they if they hold more onto the psychological horror that was the original Hellraiser movie and don't immediately say we need more Cenobites, oh uh, yeah, think I, uh, that's where yes. Hellraiser three derailed and it just never came back. Hellraiser two was interesting. Hellraiser mm-hmm. three nightclub scene, no. Yeah, it it definitely should be more more psychological, and there's so many. Gosh, so part of the reason I haven't watched as many horror movies recently is the the torture porn thing, which you could totally yeah. get there with uh, with Hellraiser. And okay, I guess it needs a little bit of that, maybe. <laughs> um, it's well, but there should be more to it than that. If they depend on that, that will not be good. But yeah, they'll you know, lose a lot of their core enthusiasts if they go right. down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. But yeah. if you so maybe, if maybe. you really want I'll to torture yourself, um, I think Netflix got a hold of the entire Hellraiser lot library, including all the made-for-TV or excuse me, straight-to-DVD movies. So if you want to at least watch the first couple, <laughs> yeah, recommend doing some of that. Them, they, uh, they, I've seen some of them. I can't remember what the last one I saw was. It was like okay, fine, whatever, sure. The last one that I saw, I can only say, was Hellraiser in space, and that was in 1996. Which actually wasn't bad. Um, I, I could see where they were attempting to go with it. Long mm-hmm. story. Yeah. At any rate, so so that's reboot. Reboot maybe. We so. had reboot Matt. We had reboot bad. Reboot maybe. And then the next one is reboot, huh? <laughs> did did you guys watch the premiere of Dracula on NBC, or was I the only one? I think. Well, I don't think you were the only one. It seems to be doing well, fairly well on the ratings, and but I've um, got it on the the DVR. Okay, okay. I will say, I en- I enjoyed it, but. <laughs> I consider myself a bit of a Dracula nerd, and possibly unfairly, uh, unfairly biased towards it versus other things. I realized as I was discussing this with people this weekend. Um, I, I wonder why they really felt the need to call it Dracula. Really, it has a whole bunch of original stuff in it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. It's. It takes place, it's still Victorian, but there's a definite steampunk feel to it, which is kind of cool. It is so pretty. Oh my gosh, the costumes and the sets are so pretty. I would watch it just because it's pretty. But <laughs> they've, they've got some, they're doing some interesting things, you know, with conspiracy theory groups. And of course, you know, they've got the whole standard, oh, Mina is reincarnated as his lost love, you know, thing. Not that that's necessarily original now, but I don't really... It sounds like it could have really been an original idea. And kind of like they just shoved Dracula on it to try to get people's attention to watch it, which is kind of sad to me. Hmm. Although I had a long debate with my husband, and he thinks that it was necessary to call it Dracula because they hit the ground running so quickly with the secret societies and the big nasty evil vampire foe that Dracula is the only vampire that would have been believable without a big buildup, and they obviously weren't willing to do that. I can see that. I mean, if you want uh, to have uh, Van Helsing and the rest of the th- the rest of the hunters out there, you can't have a. Well, if you w- if you went with a lesser vampire that would be built up, it would have a very different feel yeah. to start with, which might lose some people. 
Yes, I suppose. But it, that's it. Just it smacks to me of a cheap. We're going to slap the name on it to try to to try to get people, as opposed to having to work, as opposed to having to work to build a compelling story. It wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't. You know, it's not going to win an Emmy other than maybe for costume design, but. Yeah, it just seems kind of cheap to me, especially because the the things that do that with Dracula miss the point of Dracula. The point of Dracula is totally gone now. So, okay, fine. It's a comic book with Dracula in it. Hmm. With a very bad American accent, for Ugh. the record. Yeah. But, I, I, I guess but we'll see how that. this goes through the season. I will, yeah. I will probably do what I did with Arrow which was become ridiculously obsessed once I started watching it, but I wait until the first season's been completed and then make the judgment when I can see it as a larger piece versus parceled out. Yeah. That, you know, that being said, you know, I do have my criticisms of it. It bugs me when people miss the point of Dracula, which was that he was scary because he did not have motivation that anybody understood. It was just, I am coming to take all your women, not because I love them, but because they are mine. Uh, you know, <laughs> Fine, whatever. You're missing the point. You're giving him a motivation. It's not the original intent of the scary. But, you know, given that, turn off your brain, watch pretty costumes, bad accents. It was entertaining. Well, speaking of turning off your brain and having bad accents. <laughs> How's that for a segue? Yeah. Um let's see if Courtney gets this reference. Let's uh let's let's move to the meat of the show here. Whoops. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Courtney, musically reference gotten um no (laughs) back in the original dawn of the dead that takes place in the mall this is the music in the mall also robot chicken has done this as their closing credits so anyway (laughs) i figured this was appropriate so what we decided to do tonight (laughs) as i drive myself nuts with this music um is to just kind of touch on our favorite halloween movies our favorite movies whether they're great or good or bad that um are best watched with a group of friends of open mind and uh slightly intoxicated um so more Last... intoxication needed for some of us. Yes, of course, you know, because we can't have Clayton wetting himself <laughs> during the show. Um... Get you drunk and make you watch horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> please make it stop, sir, please. <laughs> yep, that would be me. <laughs> so we decided that we are That's going to, to give some, some, some interesting um, uh, suggestions. Um, and, Courtney, I want you to do yours first. Um, okay and then because I, I i came up with the largest list and i i think uh um, oh i've got more well let's <laughs> let's hit your two that are on the notes okay. and then and then we'll move okay i have got to say that the the movie that probably terrified me uh more than maybe not more than anything else but partially because it was unexpected was event horizon and i know we discussed this earlier clayton you have not seen event horizon no, 
And I didn't even, I, until you mentioned that it was horror, I didn't know it was horror. I was oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you need to experience the way you need to experience it the way I did. Crap! I killed it for you. I this movie terrified me. This movie has Sam Neill, and it's uh, and it's about um, it's about a ship that disappeared into a black hole and then came back. Yes, spaceship. So it's basically a haunted house movie in space, and there's something about haunted. Haunted houses scare me to death for some reason. Probably because I, I don't know. I love I love houses. I love decor. Haunted houses scare me to death. What scares me more than a haunted house? A haunted ship, because you can't get off of it unless you want to like jump overboard and drown and have the sharks eat you or something. <laughs> What's even worse than a haunted ship? Spaceship. A haunted spaceship, because you can't go anywhere unless you want to experience explosive decompression. Or slow decompression, which there is an excellent scene in this movie. <laughs> Probably better than the one they had in the last Aliens movie. Um, I don't believe I actually saw the last Aliens. Which one do you consider to be the last yeah. Aliens movie? Well, the the last one was Sigourney Weaver. Oh, uh, I don't the Joss Whedon that, abortion. Mm, no. Alien Resurrection. There yeah, was the, Alien the, Resurrection. Yeah, that was Joss yeah, Whedon. That's, yeah. But yes, Event Horizon. <laughs> see, I saw Event Horizon in college. A friend of mine said, hey, we should go see the Event Horizon. It's this new movie coming out about spaceships. I'm not big into horror at the time, I, but I'm a big sci-fi geek. Yeah, sure, that sounds great. All of a sudden, Sam Neill's, there's a scene where I believe it was his wife, all of a sudden, you know, his, his dead wife, and there's blood pouring out of her eyes, and we just look over at him with this terrified look. Is this a horror movie? Yeah, didn't you know? What did you do to us? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Scared the crap out of me. Totally awesome. Yes. So if you want an actual scary movie, I've heard other people say Event Horizon was scary too. So it's not just me. All I remember is that it was the only Paul W.S. Anderson movie that I could tolerate. <laughs> um I mean, he was the ooey bull of the yeah. early 90s, so he just kind of created anything and everything. Yeah, well, you know. But Event Horizon was, was, was interesting enough that I would, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoyed it, so whatever. And it's especially scary if you didn't expect it. Yes, and so it is unfortunately, on... Unfortunately, I broke it for Clayton. So. Yeah, it's all broken. Well, but don't, don't worry about it. There's enough movies. I will forget that it's a horror movie. I okay. will download it, and it will traumatize me, and then I'll have to come <laughs> tell you. Okay. okay. Cool. And it's cool. on Netflix, so if you got Netflix, download it. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. Why the hell not? So uh, another one that I saw last weekend that I'll warn you up front, it's a sci-fi movie. But it actually gave me nightmares. And for a sci-fi movie, that pretty much means it's Oscar worthy. Is <laughs> <laughs> the new one that they that they debuted this this um, this season called Grave Halloween, which was a total a they rolled a total botch on their table where they pick you know one one scary word and then another scary word and put them together. It they they rolled really low. It was it was such a, it's such a bad name. And it doesn't. Well, it's, you say it's sci-fi, but the name doesn't imply sci-fi. No, it doesn't. Well, no, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, that's true. Oh, and my sci-fi mother-in-law would complain about how sci-fi turns into a horror movie station. 
Yes, yes. It's a sci-fi original, meaning you expect it to be utterly, utterly vile. Yeah, and it it actually wasn't heinous. Um, It's the uh, it's it's based in it's based in Japan, which is always creepy because as Japanese ghosts, they do not follow the American rules. No, they do not. you, You are going to die. It's just a matter of how soon they get sick of playing with you. Yeah. Yeah. And long, so, stringy black hair. Yes, there was lot. There was lots of long, stringy black black hair. But it's about a uh, a a college student. I guess she was an exchange student. Um, and all of her all of her friends. She had been. She, her parents were Japanese, and she had been adopted. And it's about the suicide forest. Oh. Actually, yes. That's that a real place. It's a real place. I found that out afterwards, and then I had nightmares again. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. Look it up on look it up on Atlas Obscura. Uh, it's beautiful, but yeah, that's about the suicide forest. This woman's mother, uh, mother, she had been she had been separated and been adopted. Her birth mother committed suicide, and she received a box full of her things. And she felt that she was calling her back to to the forest to perform last rites for her, which for some reason had to be on Halloween, which is, I guess, how they justified the name. And um, so all of her friends this, that are going that are in like this exchange film school decide they're going to come and do a documentary on this because that's not in bad taste at all. No, no, not at no. all. And so they're going through the woods trying to find her mother's body. And first of all, I don't know if they actually shot it there, but it was beautiful. I could have watched it forever just because it was so pretty and green. And then there were the creepy, creepy Japanese ghosts. And the pictures they have on Wikipedia, it does look. Like a very nice forest, which, if this doesn't have the highest number of suicides of any place in the world, I don't want to go where. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what send the your, highest number of suicides? There. Do you know where the location? It is the second highest Not place for suicides die. in the world. Do you know where? where the first highest is, according to the places that I looked up, and it's on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> Salt Lake City. No, Golden Gate, Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, that makes sense. Which is not nearly as creepy looking as this forest. Uh, when they said, in 2010, 247 people attempted suicide in the forest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like yeah. you do. That's, well, at least, that's like one yeah. a day. Well, it's not one a day, but you know, every other day at least. Pretty much. And so, yes, she's going to perform last rites because she says all the time that that has to, you know, why else would my mother have sent me all these things? Why else would she want me to come here? Oh, I don't know, honey. I can come up with about 10 different reasons why, why, why scary, why scary ghosts might have tried to lure you to the suicide for us. I don't know. <laughs> come but, join your mother. Pretty much. But I, I had nightmares after that and it took me a while to realize that once I went back and traced, I'm like, oh, hey, that's all from that movie. Good job, golf clap. And then I looked it up and found that it actually existed. And a couple of things in the movie that I thought, that I thought, hey, you know, I, I, don't, I don't buy this. That body patrols, really? They've got body patrols. And then they've got to take, it down the, take the bodies down the mountain and they leave them sit in a room in the, in the police station? Yeah, right, sure. No, no, that's really what they do there. Courtney actually did her research to verify her terror. I did, and then I got nightmares, and it's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a sci-fi movie, so it's it's it is what it is. But the there's a lot of scenery to be chewed. Me, yeah, yeah, but the fact that it had that effect on me means it's pretty much Oscar-worthy. <laughs> so, unfortunately, they are not replaying it. 
Oh. I'm assuming they will and make it available. Normally they put it like on demand or something. No, I was going to watch it again before before the the show, but they are not replaying it. Doesn't look like they're doing it again. I'm sure they'll do it again later, but so. Hmm. Well, um, since you know Clayton's not playing along, these these are movies for Clayton to watch. Um, now last I'll night, I'll watch one of these. <laughs> um, I decided to go a little bit more into the classic uh, closet for some of these, and um, one of mine that I had to pull up was An American Werewolf in London. Now, ah, Courtney's got the thumbs up. This theater scene. Oh I yes, consider this tour. Um, it is. It is quite twisted. Um, that was kind of the irony of it, because uh, John Landis, uh, his previous movies were um, Animal House and uh, what was the other one? Kentucky Fried Movie. Mm. And the way that um, that in 1981, when they released this movie, that the <laughs> movie executives decided to capitalize on, oh, he's a comedy writer. Or a comedy director. Let's make people think that this is a comedy. Apparently there are people running out of the theater screaming on opening <laughs> night. Um, this this is one of my favorite type of movies. Um, you know, if, uh, if, if, uh, if you've ever seen Shaun of the Dead, that kind of dark, twisted horror movie comedy, this falls into that category. Um, there's, there's a lot of... Um, uh, amazing special effects. It was the first uh, movie to win an Oscar for special effects or for makeup. Um, it was really very good for the time, and it still yeah. holds up pretty yeah. well. Yeah, um, yeah. I say I didn't. This is one of the ones on this list that I've, I actually have seen because I don't consider it horror. Yeah, I mean but, it's. I mean, it, it was. It's incredibly gory for its time. Um, I, I. I. don't know how people would rate it now. I've been a bit desensitized at this point, but. Um, but for what it is, uh, very witty, very funny to um, American hitch, not hitchhikers. Excuse me, backpackers um, deciding to do the the, the classic hike across Europe. Decide to start off in England. And while um, trekking across the moors, uh, they are assaulted by a werewolf. And uh, one of the characters is killed, and the other one is uh, slowly transformed. And three weeks later, he wakes after being in a very deep coma in London. And uh, he starts having conversations with his dead companion because... uh, you know, if you're killed by a werewolf, uh, you are now cursed to be undead and to walk the earth and try and convince the werewolf to off himself to end the bloodline. Um, some really great scenes in there. Some really good tongue-in-cheek moments. Um, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's, you know, it's not one of those movies where you're like, oh man, that was so, so awesome when I was when I was a kid in the 80s. And then you see it now and you're like, oh, f- Fuck. It actually holds up pretty well. It's no Transformers, the movie from the the, the animated movie. Don't don't you talk about the death of Optimus Prime? I'm still scarred. <laughs> still scarred. Um, now this one's a newer one, and I and I and I kind of popped this on on the last second uh, last second because um, it's it's not good. Um, this, but it's not horrible. It's got some really good imagery and it's got some, some, some kind of get good build up. I, 
I have to preface this by saying, as I've said many a times, I'm an atheist, yet I am absolutely fascinated by these ghost hunting shows. I, I don't expect to ever see real ghosts or anything like that. I'm more kind of interested to see the psychological um, interplay between the investigators who freak each other out. Um <laughs> And, and you know, you find yourself in a creepy environment and you start hearing things. And, of course, you attribute them to ghosts most of the time. Uh, so Grave Encounters was a movie that it's a found footage uh, um, movie where um, there's a television show called Grave Encounters. And, and it starts off with a movie executive talking about why the show went off the air so abruptly. And and after an investigation, he decided decides to show the, the, the final episode after it's been edited and it it starts off with your classic uh it's making fun of ghost adventurers basically um where where they all take themselves extremely seriously but on those moments that are supposed to be not recorded and edited out um it's obvious that they don't believe in any of the shit so they of course go to a haunted asylum and very slowly realize um yeah there's something there and it's got some really good build-up, and it's got some really good, like, freak-out scenes. Um, you know, the, the the plot falls apart in the end because, you know, you, you start asking yourself, why are they still recording some of this? <laughs> but um, in the end, uh, any show where everybody dies at the end or loses their mind is A-OK in my book. <laughs> so, that gets you a bonus. Yeah. I, th- I think uh, any horror movie that ends on a happy ending is not a good horror movie. Um, now, let's talk more about the funny horror movies, because that's kind of what my next three fall into this category. Um, I only put this in because there's that off chance that people haven't heard of this movie. Um, there, there was once this New Zealand director who wasn't very well known, who was obsessed with horror movies, and he created a movie called Brain Dead, that was released in the United States as Dead Alive. Have either of you seen this movie? I no. have not. This director is the one and only Peter Jackson. I knew it was Peter Jackson, but I haven't seen it. This is the most off-the-wall zombie comedy movie you have ever seen. Um, it it If you've ever played the Dead Rising video game series that Capcom has put out... Um, where you just have ludicrous amounts of zombies that are slaughtered in the most humorous ways. Um, and and you just have, like, constant gross-outs and just bizarre off-the-wall humor. You, you've got to see this movie. Um, it's just... The entire concept is Sumantra monkey rats um, slip into a, a, a crate of um, ill gained um archaeological artifacts and um the rats infect the people and they slowly become uh these these horrid horrid zombies um let's just put it this way the final scene uh, takes place and i'm not really giving too much away uh a large amount of zombies in a mansion um the protagonist uh deciding he needs to take matters into his own hand, decides that there's no weapon that can really handle things quite like a lawnmower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, the imagery of that uh, like invokes 
like uh, Army it, of Darkness. Yes, of very killing. much so. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, this is off the wall, just ridiculous amounts of gore to the to that level that it's just not possible that there's there's that much meaty bloody flesh that a zombie can give off and it's got some great one-liners it's it's pretty damn entertaining <laughs> it's good for a laugh so if you've got a six sense yeah. of humor definitely see that one also speaking of six sense of humor um we ran this uh this movie's trailer on our facebook page um and and ironically, the only person that liked it was my wife because she has seen this movie. And if you look at the title, you just kind of question it. But it is t- I watched the trailer, and I actually want to go see the movie. <laughs> it is also on Netflix. It is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Now, <laughs> I was amused. Um, this movie to me is all the more entertaining, uh, because of the fact that it, it's quite aware of what it's making fun of, which is your standard classic horror movies where, you know, something evil occurs out in the middle of the wilderness. You have a bunch of college students that go out camping and they're already in the mindset that things are just completely going to be this, uh, hillbilly slaughterhouse. And, uh, they come across Tucker and Dale who are just two really pathetic, um, hillbillies and they their big thing is they're gonna go work on this old dilapidated cabin that they bought with their hard-earned money and um be and due to a series of unfortunate events the um the the teenagers become (laughs) become convinced that these two were murdering people and so they bring it upon themselves to try and stop these two from um killing anybody and in the course of it, start killing themselves off in very horrid, horrid ways. Um, Alan Tudyk. Humorous. Don't forget. Humorous. Oh, it is absolutely hilarious. Um, Alan Tudyk, who, um, if any of you are Firefly flan- fans who are our listeners, will Wash. know him as Wash. Um, and then also... Uh, He's nearly unrecognizable under a layer of dirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have no idea. It's pretty entertaining. And then uh, Tyler uh, Labine, who um, is is better known from Reaper, if you ever watched that series. Um, ah. He, uh, I think he's Tucker, I want to say. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, if I was paying close enough attention to uh, IMDB, I would know that he was actually he's- Dale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, great who movie. Who is Tucker and who is Dale is not important. No, um, it, it's actually it's pretty touching all in all. I mean, there's 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 kind of a funny love story in 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 it all as well. Um, that that um, it comes off as a pretty damn endearing movie. It is it is gory as hell. No supernatural elements. Um, there's there's some there's some needed unneeded conflict that occurs, especially with trying to, to establish the big bad guy in the movie. But, uh, overall definitely worth watching. You'll laugh your ass off. And finally, this one is much more obscure. This one is cemetery man, also known as de la morte de la more. This is a, well, I want to say Italian horror movie, but it's maybe Spanish as well. It's hard to say. Um, this, um, this movie was, uh, made back in 1994 
and it's also kind of a comedy horror film. Um, Rupert Everett plays Francesco Delamorte, and he is a cemetery ca- uh, caretaker for a small town, and he has a um, a mentally challenged um, grave digger assistant named Nagi, and. Uh, at night, seven days after the um, somebody has died in their cemetery, they come back as the living dead, and they have to dispose of them. And it just travels down this very, very dark, dark line of just trying to establish who you are as a person, what it means to matter. Um, uh, very twisted movie. And uh, this one came out right about the same time as dead alive. And so, uh, I remember seeing this in the art house <laughs> theater in Salt Lake city at the tower theater. Um, just having no idea what I was going into and just was blown away. Um, of course, if, if you are okay with gore, but have a problem with nudity, I wouldn't watch this movie. Lots of sex, have, lots of blood. I say the tagline for the movie is zombies, guns, and sex. Oh my. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, but once again, Nagi is probably one of the most interesting characters. Um, he's he, who the actor who played him just uh, somebody who 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 comes off as a as a simpleton and is like still has a little bit of a dark side, but is still absolutely lovable. This guy's it. Um, and Rupert Everett, um, you know, guys, gals, however you choose to prefer your leading men um he pulls it off really well he actually pulls off the badass and from what i discovered um uh it is based off of an italian comic called dylan dog which uh also had a movie that came out with um new superman not henry cavell but brandon ruth and and sam worthington from is it worthington hansen huntington from uh being human which wasn't as good. Oh, okay. I think I know that one, though. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I remember the previews. Yeah. They were playing it all the time during Being Human. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my list of movies worth seeing um, this Halloween season. But uh, definitely Tucker and Dale vs. Evil you can find on Netflix. Um, the rest you may have, and Event Horizon, the rest you'd probably have to dig around. Grave Encounters is there, too. Who am I kidding? Yeah, when we put up the uh, links, I will track them down, and if there is a streaming link, I will provide it. The only one that might be hard to find is Grave Halloween, because I said I tried earlier this week, because I was going to watch it again, but gone. Well, at this point, if you want to uh, recommend any um, Halloween movies that we need to see as the host, especially if um, if you want to try and find something nice and dark and twisted that um, our, our poor little lost lamb, Clayton, might enjoy... But don't scare him too much. Just a little bit. <laughs> Throw some humor in and you've got me. Humor is the hook. Yeah, in the pre-show, he said, I, if I want to be scared, I'll watch Saving Private Ryan or Schindler's List. We're like, oh, dude. That's depressing. <laughs> that's not, that's, I mean, it's scary, yes, but not in a good way. But yeah, that's scary in the, oh my god, humanity is capable of this. We're trying to go for the, ah, this is so over the top. Yeah. It's a caricature of violence. <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? I am uh, a little wuss. So what I'm going to say here is uh, if you're digging around and you've caught this, uh, the, the recorded 
podcast on uh, YouTube, subscribe to us. We've got a few subscribers, um, but the more subscribers we get there too, the more that uh, we know that this medium is working. So uh, we'd appreciate it. So. But I got nothing else. I I kind of want to spend some time with my wife tonight. You know, being a Monday night, and I've worked a long time. Yeah, spouses well, so like that. Yeah, spouses like that. But the wonderful thing of uh, podcasts is we're over and done, and we have real lives, and we like to share them with you guys when we can. But when we don't, we sign off. <laughs> So, once again, this is Preacher23 saying don't just embrace your inner geek, make love to it. And this is Perrin, and once again, thanks for getting head from Geekhead. And this is Courtney reminding you that a tentacle in the hand is worth two in the... never mind. See you in a couple of weeks with our special guest, Natalie Cox. Let's see if she chooses to come here. Good night! Good night! Uh, Geekhead Radio.